Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the 30 Days of Miracles podcast. I'm Felicia Michelle, and today I will be sharing personal experiences of miracles in my life, as well as walking through biblical miracles in scripture. We'll take a look at how God uses people in the delivery of miracles and how you can be a part of it, how you can be present and available to encounter or be a part of miracles by learning to listen and converse with God. So becoming kingdom-minded and encountering his presence and kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So today for day 11, I wanted to talk to you about a brief one. So the story will be about a miracle that happened when my daughter was in my stomach and about the power of prayer, primarily my church congregation praying for me, what was going on at that time. They prayed over it and something miraculous happened as a direct result within that same hour. So I'm going to tell you about that story. Then, of course, I'm going to compare it just with one biblical uh, miracle in the Bible. I consider it a miracle. It's a smaller, like you want to talk about thematic tone. It's a smaller, you know, kind of bump rather than spike. But nonetheless, it's still pretty crazy and awesome. Uh, and then I'll give you a couple encouraging scriptures. This will be a shorter episodes for those of you who are time have time constraints and there's longer ones and shorter ones so today will be a shorter one and yet an amazing one so let's go all right I'm going to give you a little back history just so you know kind of what was going on but I was about 41 weeks 41 and a half I think when I had her almost 42 and so I, I, I had gone into labor when I had Ellie I'd gone into labor. I was um, at my home for three nights in a row all night long. And she kept going, you know, backing up all the way up into the point of having, you know, going into labor. She was exactly in the position that she needed to be. And her butt was always like sticking out. She was always like crunched up. She was long, 21, 22 inches. Oh, my goodness. I guess I have to look. But I think it was 21 inches. Or 22 inches. She was super long. Um, eight pounds. So anyway, she and I was like tiny. So she was really, it was uh, at the end, like going that long into pregnancy. She was like this huge stomach on this little body. She was just poking out of my stomach. So crazy. And when she'd ball up and her butt was like, you know, facing, you know, her, she was facing her back, like she was facing in. Right. And so she would crunch up her knees and her and her butt was facing out and, you know, it was so cute. It was, she's so cute. She was cute inside and cute on the outside. Anyway, so she was exactly in the right position. She doesn't, you know, wasn't breached. Her head was down. And at some point I had taken the advice of a physical therapist and to do some movements because it got to be where she didn't want me to run anymore. I was like running until six and a half months because, you know, that's what I do is I long distance run. And, um, and so I was still doing like weights and running and she just got really mad and she didn't want me to do any of that. She would just shove her leg down into my intestines and all this stuff. It was like, Oh, and I'd end up on the ground, like on all fours in the middle of running on the street. I would just, Oh, it hurts so bad. And so, uh, I was like, okay, she doesn't like this. I can't like, even, I even slowed down. I went from like fast running, you know, like going my normal pace to like, Whoa, okay. I'll just jog and see if she liked that. She didn't like that. So anyway, she, so I, so the reason I tell you that is because this physical therapist was like, Oh, you, you know, do this move and do that. You could do this stuff. Well, no. So I felt some really awkward pain 
uh, and no, I wasn't going to a physical therapist. It just, he was a physical therapist. So I was like, I don't think this is good. Maybe I should, you know, cause I want to do my own stuff. And he was just like, Oh, I said, you should do this. You should do that. Um, and so I, I was like, uh, okay, I'm willing to try but you know, I could just take myself through some normal moves since I can't run. Anyway, so I, I followed his advice and went against my gut, literally my gut, because it was screaming, no, <laughs> you know, stop. And there were some weird pains, doing some weird ab movement on the ball. And I was like, no, I absolutely cannot do this anymore. It's actually hurting. And what had happened, she just did some weird stuff. She moved. So the whole time she was in the correct position and I went against, because I'll go through pain, you know, like discomfort like if it's for gain but she didn't like it and she moved when it hurt is because she moved and she moved her head up and facing so the exact opposite in several different times not all at once it was just like movement movement like ow 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 and so then little did I know she's in the wrong position and then we find out because my midwife I go into labor you know at least my body tries to for three nights and I was going to have a home birth. I had a water, water, I had a pool in my room and, you know, my playlist of music and candles and peacefulness. It was all Christian music and just this whole, you know, I was going to be in control, right? Of the, you know, I just, this whole thing, the pregnancy, the delivery, you know, I had this plan. And so, um, that didn't work out because I ended up going to the hospital for the fourth night and then nine more hours and then finally had her, uh, naturally, but with a little help of this vacuum, I can tell you the whole story of that later, but, um, I'm probably going to split this into two miracles. Cause I just want to tell you about her turning. So with this one, with this night, this, this night that this happens, I am like thinking, you know, this water birth is going to happen. Like, I'm just going to push through whatever's going on. She kept backing up. I'd have to go in the pool. Cause I had like these spine pains and like, blah, blah, blah. And so she, we find out my midwife is like, oh, she's in like, she's moved positions. Like, well, I wonder what happened, you know? And I think actually, I think we knew, oh, I can't remember if we knew that she had switched like right before this or during we find out like when this is progressing, she's like, she's not in the right piece. Like she's in a different position. So I can't remember, but I remember, but we were, but we had tried, okay. All these movements of me going upside down and there's these different um, like exercises on a ball you can try and different hip movements and stuff to encourage the baby to ro- rotate and move in the right position. And then also people sometimes have them breached birth and sometimes midwives can get you through that. So anyway, all that to say, like we tried everything. She wouldn't move. She even turned her head and Ellie would turn her head back the other way. It was like all this craziness. And so what ultimately happens is I send, uh, well, I have my friend send actually, but I sent a request, right, to have everyone pray for me. And they sent it to my church, the prayer list, in which the prayer list goes out like in emergencies or like, you know, sudden things. If we're not going to, if it needs to go out before Sunday, then, you know, the team will send out the um, prayer request. So little did I know, I had asked, oh, you know what? I think I just asked him to send it to the pastor or something. And so um, he sent a request and it got to one of the elders and the, the dear friends of ours and he somehow got it to go out in the prayer request anyway because I wasn't a part of that so <clears throat> I just sent the request like hey have somebody pray that she'll go in the right position I, and I believe in group prayer and I believe in the power of prayer and so 
you know, if it's God's will, I do not think we're magicians. So uh, I needed some help here. And oftentimes when I'm like the sickest, I'll send out a request to like 30 of my friends or 20 of my friends to pray for me. And I'm always better in like 40, like um, 24 hours. So, which is crazy that I don't ask earlier because I always try to push through everything. But anyway, so we had that request go out. Okay. Now I don't know this, but it's, this is the miracle. Okay. So I'm against the wall. I'm standing up and I'm like, oh man, something's going on. Something's going on. All of a sudden Ellie turns from the wrong direction and upside down, right? A fate or really not upside down. Right. So exactly the opposite facing my stomach and then, uh, her feet down. Right. And she, I, there's an earthquake that starts in my stomach and she full on went whoa and rotated all the way. So all the way at once, she turns around. It's like the biggest you could see. It was like, like if that explains it, she moves and her head, her feet go all the way up. And I am a small person. So, you know, not everyone listening is someone I know, right? So I'm up a hundred pounds, 108 pounds, 105 pounds. I think at the time I was, what well, doesn't matter, does it? But anyway, so I'm a small frame person and I was small when I was pregnant. Just, you know, the belly, the tummy was humongous. And so it's pretty crazy. If you would have seen this, it's just like this big mountainous like earthquake and my stomach is like, like, but it's solid, dude. So it's a solid, like, she's just like, Rawr. and so she flips around and then rotates around the other way, right? So it's just this way, crazy wave movement and like, like this rock, like this boulder inside of me moves, <laughs> my precious little baby. Um, but the way that it was, was like that, right? So it's this big boulder is like, and moves over and gets in the right position. And little do I know at the time, but later I find out, I look and the very hour that that prayer request was sent out, I look at the time and the time this happened. And it literally was in the very hour of prayer. Like I sent it out less than an hour before this, um, before this happened, right? This transpired. So literally when they were praying, when people got this, this thing, and I'm sure not everybody got it the same minute it was sent. But within that hour of sending that is when she moved. So literally people start praying and she moved back to position. That is miraculous. And I think it's crazy. <laughs> but um, that's what I wanted to tell you the story of today. I'm going to not tell you the rest of it, the whole birth story right now. I just want to keep it to like that, <laughs> just that simple, simple miracle and, you know, just prayer, the power of prayer. But I also wanted to real quickly touch on something I think is important because I believe in miracles and I believe in prayer 100%. The confidence I have when I send out a prayer request, because I know it's in God's will at the time, like it's something where, you know, like I just need help with this thing or to continue on, you know, and he hasn't answered every single thing how I want him to answer. But man, the numbers are definitely in his favor of like, hey, he's, you know, <sighs> I've prayed and he, he's answered, but not everything, not everything. Okay. And I just want to say, I think he hears his children and he wants to help us, but not all he healing, not all prayer requests and, and answers come in our lifetime. Okay. And I want to say that, but it's being in that place where you can hear him and where you're doing things in alignment with his will 
he's going to equip you to do those things, period, point blank, point blank, whatever, point, stop, period, stop, whatever people, whatever that saying is. Um, yeah. And so there are some people that teach like sickness is a proof of the presence of the devil or something, or sickness means sin. And that is not true. It leaves no room for God's purpose in suffering. People do suffer. Christians suffer. Christians lose their children. Like things that things do happen. And he allows it to happen, but you know, and awful things like there are people like this is a fallen world. And so Satan has dominion and bad things do happen. Okay. However, it's not like he doesn't want those things to happen, but he has to give free will because if you had someone love you because they had to, how much would that count for, you know, that wouldn't be them really loving you. So things have to, he has to allow people to do what they, they want, but he does intervene, you know, and I don't have all the answers for what there's certain times where you're like, for me, it's why don't you intervene when kids are suffering? Like I just, I have a heart for kids and I know Jesus has a heart for kids and God has a heart for kids and you know, I'm not God. So I don't understand all the ways of like, kids suffering it just gets me to my core i hate it but you know you don't have to have all the answers to still you know trust someone and and love them and know that they have our good in mind and so you know i just i i want to make sure that i clarify not all sickness not is related to sin or the presence of the devil okay but there are sicknesses related to that there are afflictions and we pray and they go away so you can't necessarily have the answers for all that, but you can walk in faith that no matter whether he does it or not, you're still, you know, that he works all things for our good. And I don't think it always means for our, our individual good. I think it means collective good. There's verses in the Bible that apply, you know, you can t- take and own as yourself as he says them, but it, there's specific um, promises he gives to specific time, you know, people in that time. And, um, and then there's covenant promises that we are in the new covenant so that apply to us. So I don't want to go too deep on all that stuff. But anyway, um, illnesses and disease and afflictions are not always linked to personal sin. Okay. It ignores Jesus's teachings on this subject and it ignores the purpose of suffering. So we do go through suffering. Job, look what he went through and God allowed for that. If he wouldn't have leaned on God to get through that, he probably would have never gotten through that, right? I mean, Jonah was allowed in the whale, that's suffering, right? And and then he eventually does go to Nineveh. Like there's, things are allowed, you know, and there are, there are trials, okay? But you shouldn't be afflicted by um, demonic things. So it's not always God's will, will to heal people physically either, or of things that cause our death. Because everyone's num- days are numbered. We do die. Everyone dies. So we're not always going to be healed from certain things. And even Paul was a, had a thorn in his flesh, right? It's not always God's will to heal us in this lifetime. If a person isn't healed, right? We're, it, it, you don't blame the person. It's not always a person's lack of faith. And that even overlooks stuff that, that Jesus did too, where he healed people with no faith at all. So I just wanted to you know, clarify that. I'm definitely not a word of faith or pro- prosperity gospel. All these like, side weird I don't even know what to call them right now in the moment but just these weird offshoots of you know where they just take things to where it's now all in all our control you just have to look at are they now taking taking the gospel or taking things that happen and then twisting them where it's in our control I mean man loves to do that and there are sects of religion or um you know uh gosh, certain theologies that just take something and then, and then transfer it into our, it's kind of like what we make it into, right? We're in control. And that's definitely not something I want to, I don't want to come across in that way, but 
while all that, while I'm saying all that, these caveats, right? Like, hey, don't think it's under our control and we can expect 100% what we want, what should happen because that's not how God works. God is the one in control. But I will say, man, have faith because majority of the time it's going to happen. Like if it's his will and you're doing something for him and, you know, you're on the path, like most of the time things are going to happen. They just are like if it's for your wellness or for your ability to move forward and, you know, um, he helps carry the carry things for us and get us through things. But, um, you know, there are there's suffering that happens. You know, we lose loved ones and that happens because we all die and it's all we all have the you know, it's our time. And sometimes he doesn't take the pain that you have to lean on him to get through and he'll give you the grace and sufficient sufficient grace and the strength to get through it. And it, it serves as a testimony for others. And it also refines us by the fire, right? And gets us closer to God. So I know there are things I was allowed to go through, of course, and there, there's struggle and there's pain and there's suffering and there's mourning and all the things, because we are human, we're not exempt or it wouldn't be that hard to follow God, right? So we have to be developed. So we're going to go through things. So some things are not going to be answered the way we want. And sometimes they're not going to be answered in our timing. However, man, I'm telling you, there's a reason this is called 30 Days of Miracles. So I'm, so let's go back to that. What I was saying, I interrupted myself is that all that said, God does show up. He does answer prayers. There are numerous miracles that have happened in my life and there are numerous miracles now. And while the apostles are gone, um, there are not new apostles. There are still miracles. There are still all these things of the Holy spirit. Uh, just be careful to follow anything that teaches you know, just look at what it's doing. Is it putting the control on us? Is it giving the glory to, you know, I see people, oh, he's raised, he's healed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have not healed a single person. I have had the privilege and honor of being used by God as just a pass through. I am merely standing in a position at the moment where he might have, ha- he had me stand and he was going to do something and he could have used anyone to pray over that man that started standing up. It was not me that healed him. And I would never, ever, 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 ever want someone to be like, she healed this guy. She blah, blah. No, 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 no. I didn't do anything. I have never done anything. All I have done is listen. And when I've listened, I've got to see him do things through me. So anything other than that is a lie from the pit of hell, in my opinion, because no. God is the one who does everything. The Holy Spirit does everything. No person st- it put, you know, in a t- any temporary position, being willing to be used by God is, dude, you're not doing anything. You're like an empty shell of a thing. <laughs> like God's doing it. You are just filling that spot. And I don't think we're insignificant. God loves each one of us individually, exponentially, in independently, like just special like he loves us all we're all special but as far as doing god's work man we're just you know you're either in alignment and and privileged to be able to do that or you're not but it's not you like ever so anyway long spiel on that okay so i wanted to compare this to um to a verse in the bible so do you remember when i talked uh, like a little bit about uh the angel Gabriel coming to Mary, you're gonna have a baby, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, may it happen to you, may it happen to me according to your word, right? So let's let's go to Luke. So we'll 
we'll do Luke chapter one. And if we go forward a little bit, the, the, the story I want to compare to when Ellie moved in my stomach, see if you can guess. Okay. I'll give you just a second, but see if you can guess what story, because I just kind of hinted at it right now. <laughs> so yeah, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, wait, let's back up one verse. Luke 1, chapter 39. In those days, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Okay. Now, verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. What? That's what? Yes. That's what it was like. I didn't use the word leap. I was like, it is like what she, it is like she leaped and like rolled over. She must have, right? Um, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. In a loud voice, she claimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should come to me for as soon as the sound, listen to this, of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord's word to her will be fulfilled. Like what? So what's crazy to me is like, okay, that's John, right? So John the Baptist leaps in her room. <laughs> so crazy because he loved Jesus even from the womb. It's just so crazy to me. It's like they're just talking to each other with the spirit. So anyway, I had to read that one because I was like, what other verse relates to that? I don't know. None. <laughs> so anyway, um, I would be curious. I'll put it like in a poll. Like, is there any other story that you think parallels that? Uh, you know, occurrence and, and see if you guys, it's just instantly what popped in my head is like John, like leaping in Elizabeth's stomach when he heard, you know, about the baby. So baby Jesus. But anyway, um, I'm going to give you a couple of verses and we'll finish up. Okay. And you know what? I actually, I'm going to read the verses from Mary's song is what I'm going to do. And it's right after the story I told you, cause I was like, you know what? This is actually totally fitting. Since I decided to switch to these scriptures, this is totally relevant and it kind of gives us a little bit of like uh, foundation for it. So Elizabeth lived in the hill country. This is from Cross Rock, okay? Uh, she lived in the hill country, a town in Judah, which is where Mary went after receiving word that she would become the mother of God's son. And upon greeting her, Elizabeth felt her own child leap in her womb, right? Which we just read. And she was the first to confirm by the action of John within her womb that indeed Mary was carrying a holy child, right? The angel, angel Gabriel comes there, confirms it, blah, blah, blah. And so by this time, Elizabeth was six months along with John, right? John the Baptist. And she's married to Zechariah, right? And they're both really, uh, you know, godly people, really right, living righteously at the time, right? And following God. So by this time, Elizabeth was six months along with John. And Luke tells us she was filled with the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember when Jesus leaves and he, the Holy Spirit, you know, comes and they're filled with all the, you know, doing all this stuff with the Holy Spirit healing and all this stuff. She, the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit was not widespread at this time before the death of Christ, right? In the Pentecost, that's when the Holy Ghost was present. And then this was signifying that this signified that Elizabeth had been chosen to speak with wi the wisdom she demonstrated okay the angel G angel gabriel sent mary to elizabeth and no doubt for confirmation and for comfort that's what crosswalk brings that up and i and it's totally true i can see that and i'm sure you can see that too but they mention and i'm going to mostly take just from they what they wrote here because i think it's so good instead of providing my thoughts on commentary on this i just thought this was so good so i'm just i am taking stuff right now from crosswalk so i'm going to tell you that but um Providing confirmation and comfort. 
And they meant, they say, who else would have, have the slightest idea how to relate to what Mary had experienced and, but Elizabeth, right? She's an older woman. She knows about the kindness of God because she was older and they thought they were just going to be without children. And she can sympathize with this whole pregnancy thing. Um, not only with and not only with Mary's angelic visitation and miraculous birth, but also with her own past experience of being singled out in a small community. <laughs> so that's interesting, right? So she, spending years barren among other women, she likely knew what it was like to be whispered about, feel on the outside of normal society, and have her life not be what she has expected. So Elizabeth was uniquely equipped to be a supportive shoulder for Mary. And I've never thought about it in that way. She was a righteous woman. She was a godly woman, right? But besides living in willing obedience to God, you know, she, it's just, she's now she's serving in this like, like, gosh, how do I want to say this? When I'm thinking about this, like what I read here, I was like, what a, what a special, unique assignment, like, what a way to deliver such a intimate message to Mary, right? And what a presence, like, obviously she was filled with the Holy Spirit because, you know, it wasn't, you know, somebody could say, oh, that's just a coincidence. He happened to leap, just move in her stomach. Well, she says he was leaping for joy, right? So I don't know. I just thought it was really amazing. I, it's just, it, to me, it's like this, this special answer, you know, he provided this special person. Uh, to Mary during what she was walking through. And that's, I think, and the way I'm tying this in, the reason I mentioned this <laughs> took me a little bit to get to this, but the, I think he had me like do this for this reason. So he will send you, he will equip you, but, and give you what you need. But he also gives you this like, just testimony through other people, right? Like, They've gone through suffering. Like Elizabeth went through, this is just what came to me when I was reading this. It's like she went through this season of suffering and heartache and longing for children. She went through this trial, whatever it may be for someone. They go through this trial. Remember I said, you like not all things are going to be answered how we want. And there is suffering. Well, she had her own suffering of like waiting on the Lord. Waiting is suffering. <laughs> it could be suffering. And she's waiting and, and she's thinking, okay, we're probably destitute to like not have kids or whatever. And then, and then lo and behold, what point, what purpose did this serve is her testimony. She gives her a way to relate to Mary and serve her and re, and be there and, and have been through this whole, like people whispering about you, people having thoughts about you, you know, Mary, are you really pregnant? Is it the Holy spirit? Is it God's kid? How, you know, are you just unwed and pregnant and you fornicated, you know? So like it gives her a way to like, know part of what she's going through and someone to be friends with and that knows and can speak to her, speak into her life. I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing there is like, hey, there was a point to her suffering and that her suffering serves as a testimony and a way of encouragement and, and compassion and empathy to this other person going through this. So he equips us with the, like the strength and the ability to get through something so that that can serve someone else. And I know there's a lot of things I've been through like in my childhood or my life that definitely even being, you know, in a long-term four-year relationship, this just comes to mind with someone who I discover is doing things behind my back and with some drugs and uh, pornography and addiction that way, like what? And I, I was just blown away. It destroyed my whole world temporarily. 
And now I have that whole thing that I did make it through that gives me, I have so much knowledge around that. And I spent so much time studying that and like what was going on and the science of porn addiction and all this crazy stuff. And it made like, I can like help someone through that and I can minister to them and lo and behold, minister to them. And lo and behold, I have, um, ended up being a friend of mine. He, he ended up going through the same thing and I was there for his girlfriend. So in, you know, being able to speak into her life and stuff. So all that to say, God lets us go through trials. Um, and he also gives us certain burdens and then we can minister to other people with those burdens, which is so amazing. So he does allow certain things and, and get us through them and we can serve other people with our stories. So anyway, the first thing I'm going to give you Luke one 46 is after the whole Elizabeth thing, uh, baby in my womb leaps for joy. Okay. Then Mary said, here's the verses. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. What? Yes. (laughs) For he has looked with favor on the humble state of his servant from now on. All generations will come from now on. All generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. It doesn't mean scared of, but anyway, We'll get into that later. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful, as he promised to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. So Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And then, you know, the birth of birth of John the Baptist comes next. So I love these verses. I find that for this, what we just talked about today, this is so amazing. So I'm just going to leave you with those just to just to think on those. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior. He looked with favor on the humble. I'm just going to keep reading this today. So I hope you'll keep reading it too and enjoy it. How beautiful. All right. Until next time.